Welcome back to the Redeemed Podcast, bringing Christ into everyday conversations. I'm Janisha. I'm Chipo. I'm Nyari. And I'm Lavon. And today we are talking about <laughs> racism. Oh Lord. Jesus. Jesus. So we talked about misogyny. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say, guys, last week was heavy. already we heavy. Next week, we'll do one on a gape or something. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Oh, okay, God. so oh, it's only right that we hit you with the definition. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy one, though. Are you Woo! guys ready? They're not ready. According to Google, <laughs> racism. What are you saying? Racism. <laughs> Prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism by an individual, Ooh. community, Ooh. or institution Ooh. against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular Ooh. racial or ethnic group, typically Ooh. one that is a minority or marginalized. Come on, wow. That is alive. That is That's heavy. Very, um... Bit of silence for them. Yeah. Use it in a sentence. Ooh. Racism is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just like misogyny last time. We, we don't, don't stand. stand. We don't stand. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Do you want to start us off? Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, we know racism is bad. I'm not going to ever defend it in no. this episode. None of us are defending God forbid. it. Um, what I want to start off with, though, is the common misconception that Christianity is a white man's religion. Lord. Um, but I want to inform you guys that actually Christianity predates any ideas of whiteness or transatlantic slavery. <laughs> as seen by its presence in the Middle East as well as the presence in Africa prior to slavery. Oh, we're coming for your neck! <laughs> 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 it's not an excuse anymore, Honestly, guys. It's not an excuse. No, no. And I'm going to mention more countries than Ethiopia, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> She's We're coming for them. So, Christianity was present in Alexandria, Egypt, and was brought over by St. Mark. Remember Mark? Yes. The Mark. Mm. Okay, the Mark. Mark. The Mark. Okay, gospel One Mark. of the, evan- yes, mm. one of the earliest evan- evangelists yeah. at the time. So, basically, he brought it over approximately 60 AD within the first century. Wow. Mm. And then, towards the end of the second century, imagine, we're only in two centuries now. Two. Two. And it's already in Africa. Wow. Okay. Um, and then in the end of the second <laughs> century, it was in Carthage. And basically, to kind of give you a bit of an idea, Carth- Carthage what? was the capital city of the ancient Carthaginian. Right, Carthaginian. Ca- that. Mm-hmm. Come on, I didn't even read it. Period. Carthaginian <laughs> civilization on the eastern side of the Lake of Tunis in what we now know as Tunisia. Oh. Uh-huh. It was there. Okay. And then during the 4th century, the Aksumite Empire in the modern day Eritrea and Ethiopia became one of the first regions in the world to adopt Christianity as an official religion. Mm-hmm. And then in the 6th century, Christianity reached the Nubian kind- kingdoms, which were in the northwest of Africa. E.g. Nobatia, Makuria, <laughs> and Alodia. Right. So, it was present. Mm-hmm. And was I think present. it was... Yeah. It basically, the Nubian Empire was pretty large. Right. So, basically, it was present in the Nubian Empire. Yeah. And obviously, in the 7th century, we see that Islam now came into North Africa, mm. which is where the majority, if not... I think, obviously, I can't speak for Southern Africa at this point because I think Southern Africa was introduced to Christianity through the slave trade. Mm -hmm. Um, But it existed in North Africa prior to the slave trade. So in the 7th century, it was there. And then transatlantic slave trades came um, in the form of missionaries in the 15th century from Portugal to Congo. And then Christianity reached Southern Africa from settlers from Europe. So right. I through slavery. Through mm-hmm. slavery. And at that point, is it really even Christianity? It it's was a warped not. version. Mm-hmm. So let's tell them how it was how warped. Was it warped? Jeez, so nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want some internet. Hey, hey. Okay, so <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. 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 Um, so basically we know that the Christianity that was used and weaponized mm-hmm. um, for slavery isn't what we believe mm. is no. sound Christian practice. Mm-hmm. In that, for example, 
Um, in the 19th century, in the Caribbean islands, including Jamaica, Barbados, <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they had the slave Bible there. Mm. Oh, Lord. And basically, yeah, like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You need to say, oh, I just said Jamaica, I said, She said, then he wants to claim a gun. How does she have to talk about the slave Bible? No, you don't know that. Ghanaian, you actually need to explain your gold for oh Ghana story. Gosh, guys, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that with? Tesco. I was with me. Me and Yari had yeah. gone to Tesco. This is when me and Yari, I don't know, for some reason, we were spending money like we had No, this was Christmas. All the money. Oh, so this is when we bought <laughs> Yari all the money. So we were buying food for like our Christmas dinner, cute, whatever. Mm. And then we get to the till and this Asian lady's there. She's really nice. She's talking to us. And then I think I'm wearing like a gold... It's not even a real gold chain. It was a primer. <laughs> so it was just something that was coated with something that's gold. And then she was like, oh, are you Ghanaian? And I was like, no, no, no. I'm from Jamaica and Grenada. And she's like, oh, yeah, because you know gold for Ghana. Like Ghana for gold. And I was just like... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? because it's very heavy so yeah no. yeah so basically the slave bible mm. well what they've coined as the slave bible was actually titled parts of the holy bible selected for the negro slaves Lord. in the british west india islands Jesus. it's not even ah let's not even talk not about white personalized bible they, <laughs> they, it was actually Literally. a personalized yeah it was a personalized bible wow. and basically horrible. they removed sections of the bible e.g <sighs> exodus um the book of psalms the book of revelations um and i think it was deuteronomy as well mm. so i think other bo- books that were written by moses and if i can correct me if i'm wrong correct yeah. us wrong. Well wrong, yeah. mm-hmm. yes so basically they removed it because they believed that um this would incite a dangerous hope of for freedom and dreams of equality within the slaves wow. um hence they created the slave bible and you can current you can actually go to see it now in washington dc in a museum of the bible um, yes, yeah, so if you guys want something to do whilst in Washington DC, America, <laughs> go to the Museum of the Bible. Don't go to the and it was actually house. created and printed in <laughs> London in 1807, three years after the. And Haitian... they tried to say that the UK is not racist. Yes, and it was it was actually Lord. approved by a bunch of priests. Um, wow. Yeah, they were the ones that were like actually remove it. Um, three years after the Haitian Revolution ended as well. Wow, I think they were lucky inspired by it. By yeah, them. yeah. Because they knew that, yeah. 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 Because they were like, <laughs> one revolution already happened. Yeah. Like, we, we're not, we're not letting this, this happen. Right. 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 So, yeah, basically, because of that, the slave Bible excludes 90% of the Hebrew Bible and 50% of the New Testament as well. 50? That's crazy. Oh. I would have expected more, you know, because the way the New Testament really speaks about equality and you know just love. everyone love really mm-hmm. because everything should be rooted in love mm-hmm. as god is love like i would expect that they would remove that much yeah because yeah. it doesn't make sense it doesn't it does correlate yeah, yeah, with the you. message of christ it doesn't yeah Tell them love it doesn't make sense doesn't make sense so and then of the 1189 chapters in a standard pro- in a standard protestant bible guess how much the slave bible contained oh, Lord. Say the number again, 100 and... 1,189 chapters. It's going to have 100, mate. Remember, they removed Psalms. (gasps) Oh, it's going to have like 20. (laughs) There's nothing left. Christian banter. (laughs) What was left? 232. That's crazy. Not from 1,000. And 100 and something. Yeah. Wow. So they basically had like 20%. That's crazy. Twenty to thirty percent. Look how they had to warp it and twist it for their Literally. agenda. Literally, right? It's it's just it's disgusting. I'm so yeah. sorry. That actually is the devil. It is. It has to be. Say it there again. was no other way. Like Say it again. that in your right mind, you would then 
Mm-hmm. Take a message that is rooted in love and is rooted in sacrifice. Have to remove more than like 99% of it <laughs> just so that you can use it as a weapon against other people. And yeah. then preach that very same message as if like you are a carrier of it. Can you mm-hmm. imagine? Mm-hmm. And then but some of the verses that they actually removed from the Bible, mm. from the slave Bible that is, mm. they removed in Exodus 21 verse 16, he who kidnaps a man... Whether he has sold him or still holding him shall be put to death. They removed oh. that because obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they also removed Deuteronomy 23, verse 16 to 17, which says, You shall not turn over to his master a slave who seeks refuge with you from his master. He shall live with you in a place he may choose among the settlements in your midst. Wherever he pleases, you, you must not ill treat him. Mm. so basically a verse that's talking about you should treat your slaves humanely right obviously because the culture around slavery was very different in biblical times mm-hmm. compared to transatlantic slavery times it was yeah. more like servanthood so yeah. like slaves were more like what you would call like a house servant yeah and it was more like a like job a maid. really like, like if, like yeah. if yeah. you're african yeah, uh-huh. yeah. have you yeah. ever had a house girl yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah most people have experienced having like a house girl yeah it's not like it's not yeah like, it's, it's not, not they're basically family yeah. they're basically family yeah. Yeah. yeah um and then a galatians verse which these ladies are going to mention later on mm-hmm. yeah so because of that they would remove verses like that and then they would put a certain emphasis on verses that are now used today mm. by the rest of the world and are like Aww. the bible endorses slavery but it's like mm, it was very different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the context context is key ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen context is, context key. is key it's very much key so that's basically what happened with that. And then I'll delve into... Um, da, 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 da. I'll delve into the involvement of the churches and Christian individuals in racism post-transatlantic slavery in America. And then these other ladies will take over and yeah. do what they do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you remind me of? Remember the meme of the little white boy that had the ball hit on his head? No. You guys never saw that? No. Oh, yeah. I want to be him though, but I never do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this man is, but I want to be like him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. Man. So basically, um, to paint a bit more of a picture of how Christianity was complicit mm-hmm. with um, racism, there were three denominations, well, the three biggest denominations of Christianity in America were Methodist, Baptist, and Presbyterians, and all basically split over the issue of slaves in the 19th century. And you see that the Methodists basically split because they wanted to know if you could be in good standing and be a slaveholder. And then the Baptists basically split because they wanted to know whether you could be a missionary and have a slave and, and yes, and be in good standing, which, which is very backwards. Because how are you going to be doing missionary work, preaching the gospel to countries where you will obtain the slaves later on that doesn't make sense um and then presbyterians split because they had a national meeting and yeah if it's in the well no 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 that depends on history basically in the 19th century they had a meeting and i think it was probably prior to the civil war because we know that the civil war was basically influenced by slaves and by racism Mm -hmm. um and they said to presbyterians if you want to identify as presbyterian you have to support the union so basically, for context, America wanted to split off into different states. Um, well, the north part wanted to remain as a union, and then the southern regions wanted to remain as a confederacy, so have their separate states, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, however, some of the Presbyterians were from the south, and they believed in the confederacy and still possessing slaves. So, And then even, even guys, mm. let me tell you about this different one, yeah? So we can shift forward to the 19th. 19- to the 20th century. Mm-hmm. In 1915, Thanksgiving mm. Day, a former white preacher and his friends <laughs> went up to Stone Mount in Georgia. Yeah? Georgia, Atlanta. Mm. Um, and it has Confederate figures in front of it, so racism flag number one. Number mm-hmm. one. Um, racism flag number two, guess what they did? Oh, they Lord. built an altar with a Bible, a cross, and an American flag. And so basically, this kind of shows how um, in America... And we see this pan throughout the 20th century, all the way now to the 21st century, mm. how they basically viewed what American is basically 
being white and Christian. That's how they characterize being American. So if you fell outside of that, either with a different religion or in our case, if you were a different race, Mm -hmm. you were not American. So that's how you have situations now. Recently, I think it was in 2020 when all the race riots were going on and you have people like Donald Trump Mm. and he was whipping out his Bible Mm. in the midst of the California protest because of Black Lives Matter. Right. And he was whipping it out we're not going to question whether he's a Christian or not. Mm. All I'm going to say is that he knows exactly what he what is he's doing is because he has a large white evangelical base. Yeah, mm-hmm. And they root their identity in being white American Christians. Right. So he knows what he's doing when he whips that out Yeah. in the midst of people protesting racism. Yeah. So, that's where we're gonna leave it guys oh, wow. well, that well, took me well, on a well, journey well, that, well. that took me on a journey girl. i don't even know i like... did gcse history yeah and i've just learnt more in the past five minutes oh! segue into what these guys are talking about because i gave the slavery Mm. background i do also want to highlight that um slavery was also endorsed by the british monarchy and the british monarchy are the head of the church of england so say it the church has been involved from the get yeah yeah, in terms well the british church has been involved well the church of england sorry yeah has been involved from the Beninging during the transatlantic slavery. Definitely. So it's been in the pipework since then, and these ladies are going to tell you how. (laughs) Yeah. Should I go? Go ahead, girl. I'm going to go a bit forward. I'm taking you to the UK. I'm taking you to the Windrush. Um, The wind is rushing. (laughs) (laughs) The rush is windy. Take us there, girl. Take us there. You know, I saw the Windrush Street. Did you? Yeah. Where is it? It's like... In Leicester? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> What's that place near us that begins with an N? Northampton? Nottingham. Not or Nottingham. Was it Nottingham? I think it was in Nottingham. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they said Rush Street. Amazing. They did pl- place them in certain parts of the UK. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if you don't know about the Windrush, it's essentially the mass migration of Caribbeans from different islands within the British Commonwealth mm-hmm. to the UK. They were promised that they would have stay, but we now see that they're trying to deport them because Britain is racist. Okay? <laughs> um, but essentially, so when they first came over, obviously they were going to be faced with racism, mm-hmm. even though they were kind of told that, you know, like the streets are paved with gold, mm-hmm. like you're going to have so much opportunity, mm-hmm. um, your education is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because they say that, but it's like, in, I think during the Windrush, mm-hmm. the... English literacy mm-hmm. in Jamaica was 99. It was like, it was really high. Yeah. And then coming to the UK, mm. at that point, they didn't, yeah, they didn't value education like that. Mm. And so I think their education standard was a lot lower. Mm. And so all that they promised them just mm. wasn't true. It wasn't true. And then, of course, they're assuming like, okay, this is a Christian country, so on mm. and so forth. But they're trying to enter, like, Church of England, mm. Catholic churches, even, like, Pentecostal churches, white Pentecostal churches, mm. and they were just turned away. Mm. And so, essentially, they just had to make their own spaces. Mm. And, yeah, it's crazy. crazy. So, they were not even welcome, like, in places that are supposed to be that the should. house of God. Mm. That, that should, should be welcoming them. to all people. Exactly. In a country That's that crazy. they got invited to. <laughs> you know they said, come over! How are you going to invite me to your house? You know, oh, and then kick me out! Not give me food, not give me a room. Not even let me into the front it's so porch. Crazy. Like, there are people of Caribbean descent that legit like paved the road of, mm, what's it, 10 Downing Street? And well, they're just, their children are being taken back to Jamaica or their respective islands. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which is currently happening right yeah, now, it's now it's as we speak. Now. What yes. happened in December? Yeah, like, there was a whole like yeah. season where um, people from the Windrush generation were being deported. Yeah. And it was actually kept under wraps. Yeah. Because it and wasn't being reported. they did it again the other month. Yeah. They did it again a few months somewhere. ago. Yeah. They don't get it. They don't it's get it. It's so bad. They don't get it. 
But yeah, I just think it's very hypocritical that mm. you as a Christian mm. could ever think that, okay, I'm able to judge someone. Yeah. Because mm. I guess like the verse that I'm basing my like mindset on is Romans 2 verse mm. 11, mm-hmm. where it says, for God shows no partiality. Mm. And if God, who is a holy being, mm. who's amazing, who's wonderful, he mm-hmm. himself doesn't show judgment mm-hmm. towards um, his children mm. or towards anyone really, because he allows anyone to be saved freely if they accept Jesus into their hearts. Mm. How can you? Mm. when you are his creation if anything yeah. do you know what i mean it's just very disrespectful and it's dishonoring his creation and even 100%. when you see like um i don't know the psalms but mm. i always talk about it there's a psalms mm. where after david had obviously killed uriah, uriah yeah. Yeah. for bathsheba yeah and he talks about him being sorrowful and almost asking forgiveness mm. because he's saying to god i sinned against you because i yeah. sinned against your creation mm-hmm. yeah and it's the same thing but they don't feel sorrow they don't no. care they're no. not doing it it's no. still going on. I literally do you mind if I read this quote? Oh, it ties in it. well with what Janisha's um said just there. It says, in essence, um talking about racism, mm-hmm. racism is in essence a form of idolatry for it limits the fatherhood of God <laughs> by denying the brotherhood of all mankind hey! and by exalting the superiority of one's Glory! own race. Right. Yeah. I agree. We'll see you guys in two weeks' time. <laughs> Because that's you know me what? Out. Just going off of what Chipper just said as well, like when we think about creation and um the creation of humanity, like mm-hmm. it speaks about God creating man in his image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're a Christian and you believe that God has created all things, why then would you believe that in God's image he's created things that are more superior than other beings? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like souls that are more superior than other souls, even mm-hmm. though we are all created in his image. Even though of course when it says that it's not literally talking about like the physical image, but if you really do value God's creation in that way, you won't see people as like, okay, well, you're this skin colour or you're of this race or you're of this ethnic group. And so you can't be God's creation because mm-hmm. God created all things. Mm-hmm. God created all people. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're really under undervaluing like God's creation. Mm-hmm. And if you're undervaluing God's creation, like, do you really even believe in him being the creator? Mm-hmm. Really and truly, you don't. No. And you can't. And, like, what we were talking about, like, me and Janisha earlier was just that all of these things, it's like, they are so um, out of touch with the message of Christ because they're not rooted in love. Mm. And when we look at love, like, the Bible talks about um, love your neighbours, you love yourself. Like, yeah. racism doesn't represent that. Mm-hmm. Um, God speaks of um, love each person the way I have loved you. Mm. Racism doesn't stand for that. Mm. And even like in Apostle Paul's times, there's a lot of times when he had to write to some of the churches and talk to them that God created all people. Like there's a verse we mentioned um last time when we we're talking about misogyny that um let me find it real quick. Galatians three twenty eight, mm. which says there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, mm. because you are all one in Christ. And mm. the first part that talks about Jew no Greek was basically kind of like an attack against racism well in that time it was kind of like nationalism xenophobia Xenophobia, and stuff like that but it all ties into racism as well because Mm -hmm. it's like all of us are one in christ no matter where you're from Mm -hmm. no matter what race you are what ethnic group you are like god loves us all Mm -hmm. and god has called all of us for everyone Mm -hmm. god has called us to support everyone and to do you know what i mean like to to give the message of christ to everyone right it's not limited to just one group and Mm. so like clearly like it cannot be of god and if it's not of god like and it's not done in love then Mm. it's clearly not something that should even be here and yeah you were talking earlier actually about a verse i think in revelation Mm -hmm. if you don't mind sharing Um, um that kind of supports that as well yeah i was basically this was like in our preparation that i mentioned it yeah i'll mention it now yeah because i do think it's um it's a good vision for the church and where yeah. we should be. Um, let me just prerequisite that when I'm saying this verse, mm. obviously Revelation is speaking about, it's speaking from like a futuristic perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, from when, I think it was John, mm. he basically got a revelation from God and he was seeing basically the end times, right? Mm. right. Mm-hmm. Oh, sad, depressing. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a bit of a dark turn. Mm. And basically, he says in Revelation 7, 9 to 10, mm-hmm. after this, I looked and there before him, before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation tribe people and language Mm. standing before the throne and before the lamb Mm. they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne and to the lamb Mm. amen 
that's a really good one and so the premise of this verse and why i think it kind of links back to what levon's saying is that if we as christians pray Mm. thy kingdom come thy will be done Mm. this is going to be done so Mm. let's now enact it in our churches, do you know what I mean? We want to be a reflection of what the kingdom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we want to be a reflection of what the kingdom is gonna be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we should be seeing multiracial churches that address racial mm. disparities, not just multiracial to be multiracial, right. because that's what we're seeing a lot of. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're just yeah. yeah. Back to you, Levon. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I agree and I, I just think it's it's very important I think um as Nyari said as well like for the church and Janisha was mentioning for the church as well to kind of like have take responsibility accountability. take mm-hmm. accountability for the role that they they have played in the past and the role that Definitely. they may play right now mm-hmm. by, for example, being silent on matters that really affect your members, that affect Definitely. the people in your church. Mm-hmm. Or even if it doesn't directly, quote-unquote, affect the people in your church, it affects people within within the, the brethren world. of Christ, within yeah. the world. It yeah. affects people, period. So um, it, sh- it should be an issue that everyone kind of, like, wants to battle against. Yeah. And so I think it's very important for people to teach the people that they they are surrounded by whether that's your friends Mm. whether that's your kids Mm. whether that's your grandparents whether it's your auntie your uncle your cousins anyone who's around you Mm -hmm. who may be um racist themselves who may be showing signs of ignorance who may just be acting in a way that you obviously know it's wrong like i feel like now there's so much information that is out there Mm -hmm. that will receive whether that's through the news whether that's through our friends whether that's through just people in general having to cry out like because Mm -hmm. things like this are not being spoken about Mm -hmm. and so i feel like everyone has that everyone has to take that responsibility upon themselves to teach themselves Mm -hmm. but also to teach the people around them because i feel like racism is one of those things that is learnt and mm-hmm. is carried over because mm. people refuse to grow and to learn yeah. and like the best way i can describe it is i heard someone talk once about something else and they used this analogy of like basically animals in the wild when they were trying to train them to not go past certain points or to stay within certain confines is as soon as they were young and as soon as they were born mm-hmm. the animals would be like chained like so that they could only go to a certain point, let's say to a gate, for example. And every time they would get near the gate, like the chain would kind of pull them back so they can't go past. And basically what they found was that once those chains were removed, the animals would naturally never be able to go past that point. Like, because it was so deeply ingrained in them that they would never be able to move past that. And I feel like racism as a whole and that's why even in the definition chipper gave like it talked about institutional racism Mm. prejudice all these different forms of it it's Mm. such a deeply ingrained thing which Mm. is why it carries over for so many generations but it's not something that cannot be unlearned like it's something that can be abolished if people just learn and people have the conversations the hard conversations they're not easy Mm -hmm. even us talking about it right now as a group of black girls like it's quite a heavy conversation but Mm -hmm. everyone can open up that conversation with their friends their loved ones and just work together to abolish this evil of Mm -hmm. like that's taken over people's lives and as we saw like all throughout last year and even the years prior to that like the Mm -hmm. uproar that was going on through black lives matter and the politics behind that and some people were calling it and Mm -hmm. do you know all these things even just last week we were talking about um the asian women that were killed in the salon in america Mm -hmm. literally and that was a racist attack by someone who claimed to be a christian man yeah because they said that it was the last that they were trying to it was temptation and they had to what do they say they They said they wanted to eliminate their temptation do you know what i mean it's like so that's again you're using the word of god Mm -hmm. to kind of like drive your own like what's it called your own motives your own agendas that are not even rooted in love and it's just it's just so sad that we we live in in a world that we experience that and even in the uk like Mm -hmm. institutional racism that is in this country as janisha was telling us earlier like whether that's through education the (laughs) workplace medical <laughs> medical what's it called the nhs yeah yeah like the whole medical system like there's so many instances where we've seen like l- that black women don't receive the same care like Dad. in childbirth they died the statistics Why are like should women stupid high in childbirth of course in there are cases where they are of course but like where it can be prevented mm. right like come on yeah and honestly like i was even um watching something the other day and he was basically talking about how it's because um sometimes like 
black women like when they say they're in pain they're not taken seriously something as small yeah. as that like oh when they gosh, say we they're even pain. learned about it we do you learned, remember in yes. our lectures where they spoke yes. about pain guys and I'll they be... were saying that yes. um black people like it, we experience it not less mm-hmm. but a higher tolerance to mm-hmm. it and literally why, I mean, we all that, sat there and, and we were like, like why is that being t- so we were even being taught that in uni guys when i say this was last month yeah 2021 2021 we had a lecture where we were being taught about no susceptive pain Mm -hmm. and it said that there is pain differences between different races and black people specifically um are more have a high tolerance the mic picked up my kiss in my teeth (laughs) (laughs) things like that which is like so ridiculous but that's that's how basically within the healthcare system they can Definitely. use those quote unquote statistics against um like uh, minority minorities and basically say okay you guys don't feel pain mm. and yeah. it leads to people dying. Let's mm. even go back here yeah, because you mentioned women yeah especially talking yeah. about birth. I think most, are you gonna go into it later as well yeah about mm. different experiences and you kind of touched on the statistics of women of different races yeah. basically dying black women are five times more likely five compared times. to white women Nine. to die during was it childbirth, childbirth. and then childbirth. i think it's asian women and multiracial women mm. are three times more likely wow. than white women wow. to die during childbirth and then whilst wow. we're also talking about childbirth let's go to the father of gynecology Lord. and how <laughs> how we've even got some of the information that we have right now in exactly. our textbooks exactly. basically he was using black female slaves mm. for his observations again against their will yeah um, and basically they were subjected to a lot of pain women were dying because the stuff that he's doing is unethical and it's not consensual it's dangerous yeah um so i think in general the health system has a big issue when it comes to valuing what black women and black Mm -hmm. people have to say about their own health even like skin conditions recently that what's his name the guy that did it yes malone well he's a student he's a student essentially there was this black student called Mm -hmm. malone yeah that created this like book about um different Dermatological mm-hmm. conditions yeah. Dermal- black Dermological. No, Girl, isn't that a company? Dermatological. Dermatological. Mm-hmm. Dermatolo- Girl, it's Derm- something about this. Dermatology. <laughs> so, Dermatology, yeah. Yeah. Just to say his full name, it's Malone <laughs> Mukwende. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Mukwende. Mukwende. He's Zim! He's Zim. Yeah! yeah. 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 And basically, he produced like this whole thing and it's called Black and Brown Skin. Yeah. Uh, make sure you guys check him out. Like, he does amazing work. And basically, he did a whole collection of basically different skin conditions and how they appear on brown skin Mm. versus... And basically, he realised that they were what they were being taught in medical school. Bearing in mind, he was what a first year medical student, That's second year so medical bad. student. He was like, That's "Well, so this bad. is all like based on skin tones wow. that I would not be able to recognize on myself." Yeah, and that's part of the reason why um um black people are exactly. likely to die. Even some people don't care. Yeah. Yeah. and you asked that same question. Do you remember, yeah. Janisha? Did I? Yes, because they were talking about um. What's Look it at called? me, girl. Um, <laughs> is it a type of sore? Yeah, I forgot what it was called. A pressure sore. pressure pressure sore. Like a bed sore. Yeah, Yeah, basically, you'll be able to see it because I think, like, it it forms a bump and then it changes colour. And then Janisha was like, she asked in our training session, obviously, we didn't end up getting the job. (laughs) (laughs) We know now, (laughs) why? And basically during our training we saw images of white people mm. and Janisha asked she was like, So how do we how are we able to see this in people of colour? Because Look we're in- at me! Yeah, you are McQuende! McDonald's and McQuende! Eminem! Yeah. Um, and he was just kind of like, oh, well, oh, oh. you, le- <laughs> you <laughs> learn as you go. That's basically what you're saying. Yeah. But, but again, they didn't have it. That isn't enough, enough information. Because we are in Leicester. Yeah. And you have a lot of Asian people and you have a of lot of course, black people. Of course, of darker mm-hmm. hues. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we need to be able to spot these things because pressure sores can be quite dangerous for the mm-hmm. elder community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think as well, like, it's weird because I think when people think about racism, mm. I think they always think of it as, like, this, like, really, like, scary... It is scary, mm. but I think it's viewed as like this very like brash, um, overt, overt racism. N word, N word, N word. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think like I know like you guys may have like experienced things up in the north, mm-hmm. but I think especially in the in the south where like there's more black and Asian individuals, mm. I think sometimes it's not in that way. And I'm not saying that there's not institutional across the whole country, mm-hmm. but I think it has to be recognized that 
racism is not a thing that has one face it has yeah. many faces mm-hmm. and it bears its face like all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. and it's like if like you go into a school mm-hmm. and you're misrepresented because you're a black girl or like mm-hmm. they put you on the poster when mm-hmm. there's no one else bro that's shout, black. Out to, shout out to my friend yeah me and sheenie <laughs> <laughs> the, the way that they are guys you know they're still using me and sheenie on the website you're not even mm-hmm. to promote yeah, their Third year. I'm in third year. Right. You're literally about to graduate. And these and pictures, I think, were taken in the first no year of A levels. Wow. No so way. that was like what, almost years five ago. years ago. That's For diversity crazy. purposes. For diversity purposes. That's Definitely. So crazy. Yeah. But it's just weird. It's crazy. Yeah. When you think about it, you think about how deep rooted. And the thing is, yeah, it's weird. I, I always say this like, mm. I wish the mm. UK held themselves more accountable. Yeah. Because we look at like how Germany was held accountable for the Holocaust, which mm-hmm. was atrocious. We understand that. Mm-hmm. And they had to pay their reparations. Mm-hmm. But where's ours? Sorry, me. Me, I want reparations. Honestly. <laughs> me, I want them. What was what on the topic of reparations? It was like, I think last year when we found out that only in 2015. Um, they discovered that there are some people in the UK <gasps> yes. who had previously owned slaves. Yes. And basically, the UK government was still paying them for the yep. fact that they released they had, their slaves. Yep. They were still being paid in 2015. Can you imagine? And by UK government paying them, she means yeah. tax as money as in our money but black black people were now paying other white people for the fact that they had to release them into freedom but we're still paying for like the crown jewels on the queen's head Mm -hmm. and that is a racist monarchy i'm sorry they come from the market It's just very deep. Very and then, like, deep. even... Oh, when I was looking into it as well, I think mm. the Queen was, like, receiving some award for something. Mm. And it was during 2020. Mm. And, like, oh, it was just uncanny. Because <laughs> she had, like, this medal or, like, a badge or brooch, something. Mm. And basically, on the thing, you could see, like... It, it was to do with, like, conquering and winning some battle. Mm. And I don't think it had anything to do with race, but it was just uncanny, the timing, because this was post-George Floyd. Mm. Wow. And the... Basically, the image on the brooch, whatever it was, um, had a man standing on someone else's head. What? Yes. Come on, and she was wearing it. It's no symbolism. Way. It's the symbolism for me. No way. I did not like, know that, child. Crazy. I did not know that. That's very crazy. But was isn't there like a um. And uh, a woman that wears like a brooch and it's like blackface. Yeah, she's like I some yeah. next auntie in yeah. the world. Yeah. And she wore it. She wore it to their wedding. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, Chippo, do you want to go? Chippo, yeah. Come on, Miss Chippo. <sighs> wow. By there we meant Harry and Meg. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just um. No, my points are like. We'll rewind in a bit. Lavon yeah. touched on the dismissal of um, black women in healthcare, mm. which is something that is just very, very real. Mm. And I think a lot of us, like especially in the black community, African mm. aunties, mm. we like laugh at these African aunties for all their WhatsApp conspiracies and medicine. Mm. But it's like <laughs> yeah. big man. They're, they're their own doctors. They've had to they're... become doctors for each other Ooh, yeah. because yeah. the doctors are not listening to them. Mm. For example, <gasps> my I don't I don't want to say too much on it because. Yeah. I have permission blah 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 mm. but long story short my mum was in a and e mm. almost weekly mm. for almost 18 months wow before something was done with the condition with my sister mm. she kept oh she gosh. kept getting sent back they kept throwing out a vitamin d deficiency they kept throwing yeah. out iron deficiency yeah. oh my goodness and it's just like and the funny thing is mm. it took an Indian pediatrician. Wow. The one time, that time when they went to A&E, it was an Indian pediatrician. Wow. What do they call it? It's like, um, Lokum. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she had yes. work there. Yeah. Wow. So it was just God. And she's like, we got, we got to do this test, this test, this test. I was like, were these tests invented last week? <laughs> like, honestly, not even last week, within the 20, past 24 hours. Because... When were these tests invented yeah. and why were they not already done? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just a thing where like, in healthcare, mm. black women, black people, ethnic minorities, mm. why do we have to fight for our own healthcare that mm. is free? free. Yeah. Why am black I fighting? We have to literally have healthcare. a leg hanging off yeah. for them to believe. Like, even survive. then, they'll yeah. be like, wow, you can just yeah, pop that take. back in. Duct tape is real. Honestly, I feel like 
we we just get again this is based on my own experience i don't want to say in general but there's so many statistics and stuff that sadly Mm. support it Mm. we're just getting a free trial a free sample of healthcare like why Mm. why are we not going all the way why someone's leg got to fall off why someone got to pass out not a 30 day trial walking limping for you to be like actually i think i think we've got an mri machine in the back you want to do you want to try? Do you want to try? Right. If you're free though, I've, yeah. been here, I've been in here for six hours. Of course I'm free. For six months, yeah. six hours. I've been in your waiting room for 12 months. hours. Of course Honestly. I'm free. Wow. Yeah, but no, I don't think you should have to advocate for your own healthcare mm. to the extent that black people do. And I think that's just one of the ways in which mm-hmm. we're just suffering. Yeah. Yeah. And then to turn around and be told, mm. what was it? It said the UK has the best I can't remember what they said. Oh, oh like when yeah. they the, the, the most tolerant. Ra- yeah, the, basically. They're the least racist. Least racist. Yeah. But what it's does that mean? Do you know why? I feel like it's because because of the institutional racism. So it's mm-hmm. like it's hidden mm-hmm. under things that can oh. be quote unquote. For example, with the whole idea of like the healthcare system, mm-hmm. it can be supported by the evidence of this thing we were being taught in uni two weeks ago about oh black people have a higher pain tolerance and Who so. Who told you that? Because I didn't tell you that. Which black but I am apparently. not the one, but then they have papers yeah. to support. So you, it's yeah. like all these things. It's like they can give something to cover it up. Definitely. And even mm. another thing as well, like um, there was an article that I was reading that my brother sent me a few weeks ago yeah. of even like someone who was sent to prison. Basically, there was a white man mm. who had like twenty seven guns and like lethal weapons and all these things that he had mm. kept in his child's and room bombs, and bombs like something crazy like that in the uk no. in his child's room and he was found obviously and then he was arrested he was sent to jail for seven years wow. and then a few weeks later a black man was found with what like seven guns or something like or nine guns sorry mm. just in this house he lived by himself mm. he was sent to jail for 27 years wow. and they used some laws and things to basically yeah, back to up how it. they were going to yeah. send him to jail for that long but then yeah. when we col- correlate it really and truly first mm-hmm. of all 27 compared to 9 that's yeah. already a difference mm-hmm. there's bombs involved there's lethal weapons involved mm-hmm. in a child's room right. like you're violating so many other laws mm-hmm. than just keeping um guns do you know what i mean yeah. and it's like how can someone be sent to, to jail for seven years and someone is sent to jail for 27 years yeah. for crimes that don't even compare it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense yeah. and it's just like in in ways like that like they're able to tweak things yeah. and tweak systems to work against um ethnic minorities and to work Definitely. against black people Definitely. and then it's covered up by well we have the highest number of this the highest number of that Definitely. in workplaces now now yeah. people will have like what's it called an incentive that you have to have this percentage of people of color that will work in you yeah. yeah and then it's like you have someone who has like one percent of a different race in mm-hmm. them and then that's the person that makes them diverse, that makes them yeah. diverse. and it's like yeah. but you're still not addressing the issue you're not, yeah. you're not yeah. dealing with the even when we look at like um the fire in grenfell mm. that happened in the richest in one of sorry the richest boroughs in europe mm. in kensington that's where made in chelsea that's where them people are wow. and that fire happened so you're telling me that where mm. some of the royals live mm. in that same area you allowed a building to have cladding mm. that if a fridge went on fire that the, the whole, whole um building would collapse. go into flames mm-hmm. like what's that yeah Child. it's horrible yeah and it's because the people who lived there were mm. of um ethnic minorities mm. definitely like they, just, they just people. didn't care yeah, yeah they just didn't care and isn't it they're yet to be housed yeah, yeah. oh yes. my gosh yes. yes how many years on how many years Chipping. yeah it's, it's, it's disgusting <laughs> honestly and the thing is though like as well like we'll bring these things up and that's that's the sniggle annoying thing sniggle isn't even a real word but we're gonna but use the little, it a niggly thing that's annoying about the uk is you'll bring up these things mm-hmm. and people will continue to gaslight you yeah. and say that it's not real are you sure that that happened Mm-mm. are you sure you didn't just make that up because no Mm-mm. last time i checked leslie wasn't racist Ooh. last time i checked you should be able to walk into the hospital and get the same treatment mm? last time i checked we learned a bit about racism but remember we only really? learned like two classes about racism but the racism was only to do with what happened in america mm? But you are responsible, not you, 
but white British people were responsible for that. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't understand. I think if there was like an image, yeah, yeah. that could show how much blood has mm-hmm. been shed at the hands of the UK, mm-hmm. it would cover the whole of the earth, man. Babe. Mm. It's horrible. And it's the thing is, because it's not being taught and it's not being spoken about enough, it's being people just under the it's rock. being pushed mm-hmm. under the rocks like racism especially racism against black people is just seen as something that affects americans and it's mm-hmm. just seen as something that just happens in america yeah Who, what, what's the pastor that when um, in the midst of black lives matter a uk pastor oh <laughs> let me tell you about this man this man basically sorry i just okay. just kicks you like so you took my point <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, it was to do with um, the Hillsong pastor, the Hillsong UK, London pastor. They have several um, branches in the, in London alone. I think it's like four branches in London alone. Mm. Yeah. Um, and basically, the pastor normal. on the 31st of May 2020 mm. um, said in a video that's since been removed from YouTube, uh, Pastor Gary Clark said in a video when people were talking about um, George Floyd and whatever, he mm. was saying it's a race issue, yes. For me, I don't live in the United States. For me to be railing as a pastor about something that's going on in another country, I'm not really sure that's going to help anyone. Oh, he me. later apologized about mm. it after he was drug through the mud, through the seas, through the mountains, as in through the Sahara Desert. Yeah. And then he eventually ended up apologizing, but this is a reflection of a wider issue within mm. the church, mm. which is basically this concept of spirituality in the church, mm. which basically says that we have to separate Christianity, the church, mm. from the state so we don't engage in politics. However, mm. this is flawed because it's allowed a lot of racist Christians to avoid conversations about race because mm. it was classed as too political. Um, and it's also allowed yes. white people to, to support white supremacist ideas. So you have mm. the situations that I talked about earlier on with the Donald Trumps that were able to rally support. Yeah. From well, even white that woman, the Africa, after that one. What's her name? Oh, um, oh Paula Wine. Yeah. <laughs> I have a whole thing with right. her. Right. Right. Like, if, if we went into it, it would actually be too, too much. much. Yeah. yeah, because the issue is with these groups of people... Mm. They support certain political parties, mm-hmm. um, but then they say we can't be political as soon as it comes to race and people mm. talking about, well, I'm being mistreated because I'm a black person, I'm a brown person. Mm. Um, but these people don't want to speak about it because they're yeah. like, That's too it's politi- too political. But That's then when it political. serves their motive, but it's right. okay to that. talk about. Right. Yeah. And so you have situations, yeah. actually, in, um, in America, it was classed as the 2016 Black Exodus, which is basically, you had a bunch of multi-racial, um, multi-ethnic churches that started from, like, the 80s, 90s, I think. Okay. Um, and so you have the all these black people coming into these churches, lovely, blobbly, and everything's going on. But then they're like, oh, um, should we talk about race? You have people that are now the worship singers, because that's what you see happen a lot of the time in these multi-racial churches. The leaders are, in fact, white, but the... Ent- well. The entertainers on the stage, the worship leaders, are black people. You have a bunch of black people. You have... You can look at any large-scale megachurch. You will see that it's diverse on the stage. But then when you look at the leadership, it's not diverse. Mm. So that's an issue. And so because of that and because of the climate in America, you saw a lot of African-Americans leaving Mm. the church. Because Mm. they were like, we keep coming to our leaders, to our pastors basically giving them our concerns and they're yeah. not addressing it. Yeah. So they basically mm-hmm. left and they were like, we're just going to have to join black churches again yeah. because you guys aren't addressing what we want to hear. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so basically someone basically made this quote and they said, um, da, 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 the pace is set by white people and often these multiracial churches are led by white people. Yeah. So it seems that a lot of the progression that we as churches now anyway mm. make post-civil rights era right. in America is kind of led by white churches. Mm. But the thing is, because it's white churches, mm. they don't have white leaders. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of the white leaders are hesitant to address Definitely. their internalised racism and how they Definitely. enact that in the rest of the world. Yeah, mm. And so we can do a lot of stuff to move forward. Does anyone have anything else to say before I talk about what some advice that was given? Yeah. I was just going to... Wait, let me let you speak, actually. No, 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 go ahead. Um, what I was just going to say was that 
bringing it back really to the center mm. which is jesus christ and mm-hmm. like jesus being love and him being the light of the world like even from how he interacted with different kinds of people mm. in his time like you can clearly see that his whole mission was around the fact that god came to save us all though as janisha said there is no partiality in how god sees humanity and so mm. we should all just aim to walk in love and like i said before um, if you are unsure about certain things, if you feel like there are certain ideals that you may hold, whether mm-hmm. as a white person, as a black person, as an Asian person, all these things, because it, it can go either way. Like, yeah. people, so, black people can have racist ideals against white people and vice versa, like, all these things. So if there are things within you that you're like, you know, okay, like, this is an issue, clearly, because now you know, and you feel like you need to have a conversation with someone, open up that conversation with some of your friends, with even even if it's not necessarily your friends like there's so many resources that you can find online now mm-hmm. that address all of the, all of these things and really and truly like pray about it let the holy spirit like really mend your heart because it's not of, of god to treat other people yeah. um in a negative way based on something that is like what the color of their skin yeah. or the ethnic group they belong to exactly. and i just pray that honestly it is such a heavy burden um, on so many people and like us being a group of black girls like we've experienced it in so many different ways and I'm yeah. sure as we grow unfortunately we're going to be experiencing it in other ways and mm. unfortunately we'll see our children experience it but so it's sad. just something that is so painful that we have to live with it and so if you are listening and you know there is a change that you can make in yourself mm. there's a change that you can influence other people to make mm. like make sure you make that your own mission your own yeah. incentive to be a part of that change like racism is not just something that affects the minority like it's a worldwide issue so whether or not you are part of a minority group like you also have a responsibility to be an ally and to stand with the people that are suffering at the yes. hands of racists and mm. also to teach the people that are around you that do you hold these racist ad- ideals mm-hmm. and yeah like let's just all walk in love yeah. like Tell that's them. all we want Honestly, yeah. I love that. talking yeah. about open up conversations just yes. very quickly mm-hmm. yes about to open a conversation with oh yes, yes. i just want to know Ooh. how do you guys feel about single race churches Ooh. For example, okay. in my church, mm-hmm. we have a Ghanaian church mm-hmm. and we have a Filipino church. Okay. Those are the two that I'm aware of. Okay. How do we feel about that? Do you, and do you feel like it's constructive in our like desire and our fight to like mend mm-hmm. race relations in yeah. the church? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's something? Speak on it. Wow. Do you want me to go first? You, you can. can. Do you Um... So, okay, so my thought on single race churches is, uh, is, is I think it's very nuanced. Yeah. I can't just exactly. blanket say that they are bad mm-hmm. because you have um, the church, again, we'll talk about the civil rights movement in the 60s mm-hmm. um, in America. And the church was very instrumental mm-hmm. in that and mobilizing people and bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Doing, even in the UK. Too, even in the UK, mm-hmm. doing riots, mm-hmm. all these kind of things, peaceful protests. Mm-hmm. The church was very much involved. And I'm talking about the black church mm-hmm. was very much involved. Definitely. So in that way, it was very um, important. And mm-hmm. it was it was a safe space for black people so that they mm-hmm. could coexist it's together. To yeah. it, honestly, it it's was. To and it was like a celebration of culture. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The way that we sing, the way that we dance. Come it was. On. It was, it was, it was it it's your own safe space and then you're also worshipping that so it was very very sacred for a lot of black people yeah um but i do understand why it's again i understand why it's there and Mm. i understand its place and i understand its position Mm. but then i also understand the need for a multiracial church but i don't Mm. think we're currently at a place where we've addressed how to do multiracial churches mm-hmm. properly. Well, mm-hmm. um, cohesively. Be- cohesively. Mm-hmm. And in ways that include people and listen mm-hmm. to people and mm-hmm. value people and make sure that people are seen. Yeah. Um, exactly. And, and are supported right. in right. all positions within the church, whether yeah. that's in ushering, mm-hmm. worship, whether mm-hmm. that's in teas and coffees, honestly. whether that's in pastorship. Welcoming. Honestly, Whatever. mentorship. Yeah. Um, yeah the pastoral roles, all mm. of those kinds of things. I think we still 100%. need to figure out how we're going to do that. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, I'm part of a multiracial church back mm. home. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a pretty good example, but 
I know that in the grand scheme of things, mm. I'm probably in a minority mm. in that sense. Yeah. Mm. Because in our church, our church does address stuff like that. You That's know amazing. Mean? Which and is when, amazing. And mm. when the stuff was going on last year, mm. um, you know, I was my church was very supportive of Black Lives Matter. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Wow. So it's kind of yeah it's a progress it's a learning progress yeah, for everyone we all yeah. need to come together and figure out how we're how gonna it's it. gonna yeah, work yeah, yeah yeah should i go or do you want to go go on babe um go i don't know because it's weird because i think like for me i grew up in a church that was just it was just black people yeah and so like even like seeing white people that were christians i was like oh this is a thing like <laughs> yeah. i just didn't is it know for real? like is it, i just didn't know that it was really a thing that could happen because yeah. i just grew up in a church with a lot of caribbean individuals yeah um and again like i think it's nuanced i agree with Nyari that i think it's like it's a means to survive yeah we're here in this place right now because we had to be yeah because when we came to this country they didn't want they us didn't in our it. church right. if they were i'm sure they would have come there with open arms right. yeah right. and so i agree i just think it's like mm. what is the way that we do it and mm. how can we do it so that everyone is heard everyone is listened to yeah everyone is catered to but at the same time at the end of the day it's about jesus yeah and that we hear a sound message yeah and that there's understanding yeah and i think as well like it's important to to address that there's racism in all denominations yeah and so because of that it's mm. like okay well at what point is there going to be like even a, a point of like middle ground between like the different denominations that we yeah. see because there's a lot of like race i don't know how to explain it it's friction like friction yeah. That's between a certain church you know what i mean because yeah. there are some churches that are just white people just go to that church yeah and there are some churches that black people predominantly just go to that church yeah i didn't know that there were white pentecostals until mm. i met nyari and nyari was talking to me about it mm. and so i think like there needs to be like some form of like conversation mm-hmm. and speaking between everyone yeah yeah i agree and you know what i think in that sense then in order for a conversation to happen then we need those spaces definitely you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like those spaces wouldn't just they can't magically just appear like mm-hmm. i feel like it's very difficult because it's hard to see how mm-hmm. like you can get those spaces to be kind of like the predominant of what you see in terms of churches everywhere and the, this picture of like every nation, every people worshiping mm. together, which Beautiful. is what really heaven is going to be. Mm. But it's really hard to visualize that right now because of kind of like the climate and the society we live in. Mm. But I, I personally, in my opinion, like I think that honestly would be such a good thing. Yeah. And yeah, not amazing, only even for the conversation about race, but I think even just for the conversation about people being people mm. and people being united like the the one thing uniting all people being christ mm. i think that's what that's so really true. and truly we need like yeah. as as a world as people like our one uniting factor is jesus because he course. really created everything but it's like if our one uniting factor was christ and everyone saw things from the lens which is christ mm. we would then all walk in love people would walk in love and we would treat each other better. We would love each other better. We would care for each other better Mm -hmm. and would be sensitive to each other. Like what you guys were talking about, about the sensitivity in these topics Mm. would be more sensitive if people were genuinely opening their love for each other through the love that Christ has already given them. So I really do pray and hope that, you know, in the future we'll begin to see these spaces being created. Like now we Mm. see splashes of it in different like big Mm. churches, but in the majority of like tiny little small churches, like we'll see that, people just usually gather in their yeah. own groups. And if it is just black people or just white people, it's usually people that are from the same place. Yeah. So it can go as small as like, okay, I'm black. Okay, but I'm not just black. I'm black and I'm Zim. Mm-hmm. I'm not just black and Zim. I'm black and Zim and I'm Shona or I'm Devil. Like all these things. And it's like, it even, it reduces things so much so that we even don't even see Christ as our, our middleman. Mm-hmm. Like the things that we now have in common is that, oh, we're both from this country mm-hmm. and we're both of this race. Oh, and we're both from this area. But it's like, the thing that really should be bringing us together is Jesus. Mm, and so I think so it's very important for us to have um, multiracial churches. And mm. I think it will it will help in kind of mending mm. um, some of these broken fences mm. due to race and institutional racism and just all of these things. Obviously, yeah. it's not a one prize will fix everything. That's there's why a lot the of comes, groundwork. There's a lot of groundwork. There's mm. a lot of breaking, unbreaking. There's a lot of prayer. There's, <laughs> there's so much to yeah, do. Yeah. 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 But I think the only way we can do it is if we have that canvas to do the work. Definitely. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah, I think I definitely agree with everything that you guys have said. And I think in terms of racism in general, not just yeah. in the church, but in society, yeah. I think conversation and education are probably yeah. like so, yes. so key. Right. Yeah. And um, one thing that I feel like we kind of touched earlier on the passive approach that like mm. the church takes in terms mm. of racism mm. yeah. and um, people see verses like Romans ten twelve that starts off with saying for there's no distinction between Greek and Jew mm. and then they take that and be like oh I read the Bible and I don't see colour there's no distinction between Greek and Jew let's not be colour blind yeah. like, <laughs> let's not be colour blind <laughs> if, you, you, if you don't see colour mm. first of all as Trevor Noah said, what do you do at a traffic light? What do you do at a traffic <laughs> light? Extreme. This is a conversation you should be having with your optician, not with me. That's a problem. There's something wrong, sis. There's something wrong. Specsavers are having a say. I don't see colour. Not specsavers. And secondly, I don't think God would have created colour if he didn't want us to see it. And I think he gave us diversity as a tool to unite us rather than mm. as an excuse to divide us mm. and so yeah and i think as well diversity as well i think there's a part in um the new testament and it says that we can see god's glory sorry guys we had a bit of a technical glitch yeah um we're back now but the point that i was trying to make last time yeah. was that um there's part in the Bible in the New Testament and it talks about God's glory being revealed in all things. Mm. So I think it's important that we recognise that God's glory is revealed in different races and ethnicities through their food, dance, culture, the way that they interact with one another. I think it's very beautiful very and it's beautiful. a part of God's creation and mm. what he had in mind for us. Amen. So, um, having said that, I think it's important that we have actionable ways to move forward as the exactly. church and what do people say that we should do so reverend azariah france williams an anglican priest who's actually been a priest for the church of england for over 10 years wow and author of the book ghost ship institutional racism of the church of england recommend you read we're we gonna try to read, read. Yeah. <laughs> um he basically says that unless the status attributed to being white is examined the white historic church will continue to both con consciously and unconsciously limit the voice, action, and influence of her non-white members. Mm. Critical whiteness studies are a tool to prize open the sealed can of white male dominance expressed mm. in synod, theological colleges, and churches. Wow. And then another person named, another author named Jamar Tisby, who's president of The Witness, a black Christian collective, essentially a group that talks about the interactions between Christianity and race, mm -hmm. and also the author of The Colour of Compromise and How to Fight Racism, came up with a synonym. Is it? No, an acronym. acronym. That's the acronym. name. Acronym. Yeah. It's not a synonym. That's okay. different. Yeah. That was a word that it, I like. <laughs> <laughs> he came up with an acronym called ARC. He called it ARC of Rachel, Racial Justice. Not mm -hmm. Rachel Justice. Ooh. Racial Justice. <laughs> Rachel Donatelle, the woman that pretended to be a black woman. Was that her? Yes. Yeah. But her name's non catchy. She's taking the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right, so anyways, back to the arc of racial justice. He says the first step, A, is awareness and it's informing yourself by building awareness. So learning, 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 reading things. We're gonna provide you guys with some resources. Read. You would have seen many a resource now. Yeah, it's honestly. important to inform yourself yeah. and understand the systems that are in play. Yeah. Second, relationships. Be in relationship with someone. Um, so it again, like Lavon said earlier, you have mm. to involve yourself with other people yeah. of different races and ethnicities. Mm. Don't just seclude yourself. Don't isolate yourself. Mm, That's definitely. not how it's meant to be. No. Um, and then you don't stop there. You don't stop at I have black friends, so I can't be racist right. and I can't. Da -da 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 -da. I have a black man. I have a black man. I have a black square on my Instagram. I have a black cousin that lives with this fish that has. Do you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Right. we don't it's stop true. there no. the final step is commitment yeah. and that basically comes to policies and practices can be racist so we can so we have to reimagine deconstruct such racist practices and replace them mm. so that's what we now have to do so whether that's involving yourself with certain organizations yeah. putting things in place raising money for certain groups of people that's what we now have to do mm. um so yeah i think that's a good 
way for us to end mm. and to propel ourselves forward. Mm. Propel? Yes. Propel. Yes. 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 So, um, verse of the episode Ooh. is Acts 10, verses 34 and 35, which oh, wow. read, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, mm. but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Mm. And I think that's a very nice verse to kind of reflect on while we're talking about racism, remembering that racism is not something that's of God at all. No. Straight away, the definition said hatred. God had left the chat already. Right. He's not, there's no, he has no part in it. Mm. And so we, we should have no part in it, remembering that the only entry requirement is accepting him mm. that's it and so i think that's definitely something that we should Come be mindful on. of as christians and as we move forward mm. um the song of the week mm-hmm. is atmosphere by kayam tetua and v sean mitchell wow and um yeah i chose that song because you, you guys get a chance to listen to it which you can on our playlist Spotify yeah. playlist yeah. Mm-hmm. all of the songs that we um share with you guys at the end of every episode can be found on that playlist including this one and the chorus says um we prepare an atmosphere for you to move and i think that's something that um we're mending race relations and talking about race is mm. moving in that direction where we're preparing an atmosphere where his kingdom can be reflected on earth mm-hmm. as Amen. Mary wow. previously mentioned so beautiful yes that's it from us mm. for now um, we'll be back soon mm-hmm. but in the meantime you can catch us on our socials Instagram. at the Redeemed Podcast for everything just yes. type that in you'll just type us. it in we'll, we'll be there we'll be there <laughs> waiting for yeah. you <laughs> we've got some head on to TikTok as well yeah got some top tier content yes guys we got 55 likes on that on one video by the way on one video, that's not even overall. I was the star. Listen, okay. Charlie okay. D'Amelio, who's that? Ah, who's that? Charlie D'Amelio, 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 who's that? Charlie D'Am